Good day, good humans. <laughs> Welcome to A Shift in Perspective. In my last episode, I spoke about soul contracts and how they pertain to the people, places, and things that surround us. Today, we're going to take a deep dive into the ego and ways in which we can balance the ego and our spirit. So as I always say, go grab your wine, your bourbon, your weed, shrooms, or whatever else places you in that high vibrational state, because this is a non-judgmental place. And let's tap in. Welcome to A Shift in Perspective. I am your host, Nicole Hoffman. First, let me start by saying that I do not claim to know everything. I'm not a therapist or doctor just yet. <laughs> These are just my thoughts, opinions, and ideologies that I've learned over the years through personal experiences and meditation. This podcast was created to help you consider different perspectives around spirituality and the dualities in this game we call life. So if what I say resonates with you, awesome. If not, that's awesome too. Here we will connect to reprogram our subconscious mind to become more spiritually evolved versions of ourselves. So let's begin with a two minute meditation to relax and open your mind to tap into that intuitive part of you. Let's begin by closing our eyes and taking in a slow, full, deep breath and holding it for five seconds. One, two, three, four, five, and releasing it slowly. Now what I want you to do is take your hand and place it over your heart and repeat after me. I will have an open mind and a willingness to listen without judgment to reap the benefits of knowledge and growth. Take in another deep breath and release you may open your eyes to the fullness of relaxation and high vibes now let's begin my duty in this lifetime is to help you spiritually activate to the truth of who you are in this world now let's get into understanding the ego and how to balance it along with your spirit. The ego is often viewed as the bad guy. You may hear, oh, he's egotistical or she's allowing her ego to take over her. But does it actually play an important role in your physical reality? So many spiritual teachers say that we should get rid of the ego. But can you truly, truly live without your ego? My personal opinion, I believe you can if you are of a monk status or someone who practices spirituality like them, because for the most part, they're actually blocked off to the world. But if you are a true participant in this physical reality, it can be a little difficult to actually do this. A lot of people become who they are because of their ego, even some spiritual teachers. So my motto is you must learn to balance the ego with your soul 
or at least some point where you operate at a 70 to 80% in the spirit and maybe 20 to 30% in your ego. I think that's a good formula to balancing your ego with your soul. One thing we're going to do in today's episode is debunk this whole let's get rid of the ego thing or as most call it ego death. Okay, so basically ego means your conscious mind, aka yourself, I, me. Ego death means dissolving your sense of identity or moving towards us and not necessarily me or I, or in other words, understanding that there is an interconnectedness to everything, including other people. And also knowing that life is not always or only about you or self. And there is a such thing as ego death, but to me, not in the way that a lot of spiritual teachers teach. To me, Ego death comes in when you go through a particular adversity and you become humbled. You go through the pain of that adversity and come out with the understanding that it can happen to you and a certain level of humbleness and gratitude and wisdom comes with that particular adversity. Basically, you found the lessons learned in the experience or in that adversity, something like death of a loved one or a hurtful situation or illness, any type of adversity to me can bring forth an ego death. But the ego death is mostly due to that particular adversity, not necessarily for the entire journey of your life in this lifetime. It is okay to operate in the ego on a certain level, let me say that once again, on a certain level, because it does show your individuality, your creativity, and it illuminates your star. They say that the ego is a character that is formed at a young age, and it starts to take shape by the past experiences of our lives as we move through this physical reality. And if that is the case, then obviously it is an important part of who you are as a soul. I think your ego is actually required to protect you, to shape your evolution, and also to shape your reality. And to be honest, I think that the creator placed the ego program in our physical reality for a reason. And I think balancing it is one of the biggest reasons. For me, balancing my ego was something I struggled with my entire life. I was afraid of my ego because I know how the ego can hurt others. I knew how it can destroy families. I knew how it can drive someone to hate. But on the flip side, there is a certain level of separation required within the ego for one's personality to shine. Those I went to school with know that I was always a quiet type of person for the most part. The character I was building during my adolescence years was a very timid, timid character. I always was afraid to use my voice or say no to people thinking that if I did, I wouldn't be liked. That was a trauma response for me. Feelings of being unwanted, feelings of not expressing myself. 
uh, the whispers about family issues, all of these things were triggered during my childhood. There was a lot of things going on my physical reality that made me question a lot, like love, family, who to trust, fearing God, thinking that if I do voice my opinion, say no, or go into this world and be sneaky or lie, or just be a straight teenager and experience life, that God would punish me for not being a nice person, for not always being a good, helpful person in someone else's reality. And don't get me wrong, I did do a few few of those things. I'm not perfect by any means. But when I did, I thought our creator was going to do some terrible things to me. But that's what I was taught growing up. Fear God, not realizing our creator is really an overseer of our lives. Through free will, we are the ones that create our physical realities. But that is another topic for another time. (laughs) Anyway, I witnessed people be awesome on one side, then suddenly flip on the other side. It's like Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. And I don't think a lot of adults realized back then and actually now that kids are always watching. And that's what I used to do. I used to watch a lot. These people were devious, so sweet and nice in front of people, but in the same breath, being grimy to that person that they just had a heart to heart with. And the sum of all of these things I saw happening is what shaped my reality. Because of witnessing these things, I always wanted to operate in my spirit, not realizing that I really needed my ego. I needed that part of me. I always wanted to show the nice side. I always wanted to be liked. And if I heard that people would say mean things about me or treat me mean from classmates to family members, my first response was to cry and think like, what did I do to that person for them to treat me this way? I didn't like drama. I didn't like fights. I would always walk away from fights when they were about to occur because it would make me nauseous. But what this was, was me not understanding that each and every one of us are both dark and light, ego and spirit. Well, this character that I am continuously building now understands that not using your ego can be detrimental to your physical reality because you're not asserting yourself. You're not using your voice and allowing those different emotions to be released. These emotions start to fester inside of you, as I always say. And if you don't do anything about them, they become a part of your physical reality for the most part when it comes to sickness and any aches or pains. So in this case, your ego is a good thing to have at a certain percentage Because it allows you to become that well-rounded person. It allows you to show your personality. It allows you to set those boundaries. And for me, moving through this physical reality now, I say I learned to balance the ego with the spirit. And this really started with self-evaluation. You always look at others and evaluate them Basically, we always judge other people, but the best thing you can do is 
evaluate yourself, look at yourself and see what it is you can learn from your experiences. It's about growth and becoming spiritually connected to yourself, going inward and doing the shadow work. Meditation is also another great way to balance your ego. Shadow work, learning to astral project or lucid dreaming, or even psychedelics can help you balance and understand the ego. Therapy is also a way to balance the ego because you're getting a different perspective from someone else on what you see as your physical reality. Having a non-judgmental friend is also another way. Somebody that doesn't mind listening and having those conversations and allowing you to work through things that you need to work through, kind of like a, ser- a therapist, but on a friend level. And another thing that we need to do in order to balance our ego is not get defensive when somebody gives you constructive evaluation of yourself or when they say you did something to them hurtful and you actually listen to what they have to say. Like sometimes we do not listen. There's this quote that says the biggest communication problem is we do not listen to understand. We listen to reply. Sometimes it is good to just listen and not reply to a single thing that that person is saying. You know, something that I do is I ask my husband or even my kids to give me some constructive feedback of how I treat them or how they see me. It's truly about self-evaluation and making sure that the things you don't want to happen to you, you're not doing to somebody else. And if there are any negative feelings within you about someone else, or if there's something that you don't like about someone else, you need to evaluate yourself to see why those negative emotions are coming up when it comes to that person and then learn how to heal those things through shadow work. Balancing your ego with your soul to me is the way to go. Set those boundaries, be different, sit with yourself, shine your light, be confident, be unique, use your damn voice, express yourself, be creative. The ego can be what you make it. It is the part that helps you create self, but also know that you are no better than anyone else. The problem comes in when you are too controlled by it. 80 to 90% of us more so operate in the ego. And most of us operate in about 70% of our ego over our spirit, which means that we are deeply rooted in the physical reality of ourselves, meaning everything is about you and everything that happens around you or that happens to you is someone else's fault. And if you operate in too much of the ego, you may have an arrogance about who you are um, and you may feel more superior than anybody else. Your ego can also bring out self-inflicted feelings, specifically your bouts of sorrow, sadness or depression. They can stem from the ego mind because It's basically convincing you that you should stay in a state of comparison or in the past. So sometimes it can actually be 
negative. Well, for the most part, for us, for a lot of us, it is negative. And that's why I say you have to balance it and operate more in that 70% of your spirit and maybe 30 to 20% in your ego. Because truly the ego can help you find your unique place in this world and help you know that there is a presence of light within you, or it can be a dangerous villain. One quote that I read said the ego is a wonderful servant, but a terrible master. And what does that mean? To me, that means that if you learn to balance your ego, it can be there to help you move through this physical reality with those boundaries, with those leadership skills, with your voice, with being unique. But if you allow your ego to take over you, it can be a terrible master because it will make you arrogant. It will make you think everything is about you. Everything becomes about you. And on some levels, it should be about you. And you should be able to radiate your unique frequency, but in a balanced, positive way. You have to build an ego that understands that it's under your control. You are the master of the ego. The ego should not control or master you. And that brings up another um, favorite quote, because you guys know, I love quotes. Um, but the quote says the ego seeks to divide and separate. So it's basically saying that it divides and separate by saying, I, me, you know, me, you, you know, different things like that. Um, but then it goes on to say the soul seeks to unify and heal, which means that the soul wants to understand that, interconnectedness of everything and it wants to bring in that us so the ego seeks to divide and separate the soul seeks to unify and heal so that's when you bring it into balance and when you bring it into balance you are able to live a life full of happiness because you now know who you are. You now know that you are connected to every living thing that there is. And you understand the part of us and you understand the part of me. So when you get into that space of balance, you have truly mastered the ego. Thank you so much for taking time out of your busy schedule to listen to A Shift in Perspective. I appreciate you more than you know. See you next week.